Shout out to all my fans and friends that went over to lit.life and checked out their products. They have a kick-ass kickstand that also has an electric lighter to it, and they just dropped a new watch. Multiple designs, colors, metals, everything. The price point's only $54. I guarantee if you go check out their products, you're going to appreciate it. Lit.life. Use promo code RANK. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back, Rankinstons. This was a fun episode. I got my brethren, Richie Walmsley, on. We're talking about top 10 NBA and WNBA point guards. This was a really fun episode, and I got a feeling we're going to have a lot of NBA coming up. You guys might have heard around the H-Town poker scene. I'm taking over as tournament director at 101 Poker Club. Y'all come out and see me. Check me out on Poker Atlas Facebook. Here's what I need from you guys. Likes, subscribes, clicks, downloads. And I'm looking to get some more commitments for podcast guests. DJ, Ryan, Joe Nathan, Cyrus, David, Jess, Moody, Eric, June, and the return of baby Joe. You guys owe me episodes. Hit me up. All right, let's party. This is Rank Podcast with JFC and Shem. I'm JFC and Shem's not in. Big special thanks to Richie Walmsley. Thanks for coming in. No problem, my boy. Glad to be here. Looking forward to doing this. And big thanks to Ricky Diceman J on the ones and twos from Vegas. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have that later. <laughs> Has Shem made a show? Shem, Shem has not been on air yet. Okay. I, I'm just curious. I mean, you always intro is JOC and Shem, but there's never been a Shem. Oh, there's a Shem? I know. I mean, I, personally, I know Shem. I know there is a Shem. I just, I mean, he just hadn't existed in any of these podcasts. All right. On rank today, we're going to talk about top 10 point guards of all time. Want to give a quick shout out to a couple guys who didn't make my list, but I wouldn't talk about point guards without talking about them. First off, franchise Steve Francis. Oh, I loved Steve franchise. He was, uh, yeah, really loved Steve Francis. Could fly out of the gym. Really so great point guard. You know, if um, his career could have took a different trajectory. I mean, imagine if he played for like Popovich or something. Or yeah, yeah, I think. He was the one that refused to go to Vancouver, too, uh, coming out the draft. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. Because, I mean, he was a baller at Maryland. Super and, baller, yeah. And, I mean, I, I like to see where all these, like, college kids and stuff, how they develop. And, Didn't he play at um, San Jack Community College? I'm sure he did. I think Steve, I think Francis played at San Jack Community yes, College. Yes, he most yeah. definitely did. And then uh, he went to Juco there, and then he went to Maryland. Yeah, and then bought out at Maryland. He yeah. was fucking overall number one pick? Uh, No. Number two pick. Number two pick. Uh, behind, I don't know, but yeah. But yeah, so got to give a shout out to him. While we're talking about drugs, uh, Michael Ray Richardson, you know who he is? Michael Ray Richardson. The name sounds familiar. But so um, he played in um, like late 70s to early 80s, and he was just, he was beast. He was like a, like a John Wall type, just force on the court, good passer, good shooter. And um, but then he got lost to cocaine in the eighties. Like he was one of the stories that they literally, like on game days, they literally had to go out and find him in the crack house, and then bring him, suit him up, and then he'd score like twenty four and eight that night. Wow. Yeah. So he he was a 
really good player, but he only had like three or four big, big seasons. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Kevin Johnson. You probably don't have Kevin Johnson on there. No, Kevin Johnson. No. That, that, what is he, the governor or the, the, uh, oh, mayor, the mayor of the Sacramento? Mayor, yeah, the mayor. Yeah. Well, he was he was pretty stout. At, at Phoenix? Time. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he, 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 he fought out with uh, Barkley and Marley and, uh, at Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the big dunk on Elijah one. Oh, yeah. He, he could sky, too. <laughs> you know. He had some, definitely had some hops. Well, I mean, if you want to continue on those that didn't make my list, then, yeah. I mean, I'll just go ahead and put the main shocker. Stockton didn't make my list. I know I can see it in your face, but no, John Stockton did not make my ten, top 10 list. All right. Well, small spoiler. He's on my list. <laughs> John Stockton. I happen to believe he is a top 10 point guard. I mean, the guy does lead the, is the NBA all-time assist leader, but here's my thing. And still leader. Stockton wouldn't have been shit without Malone. Mm, well. I mean, that's this is true. He wasn't a leader. He, he wasn't a true leader. He played kind of dirty. And if it wasn't for Jerry Sloan in the pick and roll uh, with Carl Malone, Stockton wouldn't have been anything. Yeah, well, what I'm going to ask you to do is go back and watch some highlight film on John Stockton because he was a complete sicko. He was the best player. He was the best point guard in the league for a while, if you ask me. How can you say that? He played with Magic. He played during the same time. Well, you know what? Since we're just going to get into it, I'll let you know. All right. John Stockton. I have John Stockton at number three. Yeah. All the time. Most people got him in two. Leads the league, leads the NBA all time in assists, leads the NBA all time in steals. He played 19 years and missed 22 games. Okay. You know AC Green? <laughs> yeah, I know AC Green. AC Green played 900 some games <laughs> yeah. consecutively. Well, I think but, that's impressive. And if he was as good as at basketball as John Stockton, he would be on the list. Yeah, I'm not sure AC Green was school, John Stockton, left and right. I mean, he would he would definitely do what everybody else did, uh, and that's box, get him in the post, and completely just bully Stockton down and lay it up. Bro. Stockton had no D. He you're was, wrong about that. He was all defensive player many years in a row. He leads. He's the all time steals leader. Nobody has stole the ball more than John Stockton in the history of the NBA. Uh, no, that's not correct. That's a hundred percent correct. Uh, I, I dispute that. Story uh, checks out. <laughs> I, I need to see see some facts on uh, all time steal leader because yeah, I break it up. Belongs to uh, uh, Peyton, the glove, Gary Peyton. No. It uh, looks like John Stockton leads by a lot. So here's the results for oh. all-time steals. John Stockton, 3,265. Number two would be Jason, Jason Kidd at 2,684. Roughly 500 difference. Gary Payton, number four, 2,400. You know, here's the thing about a steal. Olajuwon, number 10. When a player deflects the ball. Yeah. And it lands in the hands of John Stockton. Yeah. They credit John Stockton with the steal. <laughs> and you're saying that there were 3,200 deflections no, in the no, no, NBA. No, no. I didn't say there was that many. <laughs> I'm just saying he gets credit for a steal when it's really not, not but him. But doesn't every player get credit for a steal when that happens? But, I mean, you're taking advantage of somebody else's defense, man. <laughs> I mean, you had probably uh, Malone or uh, you had uh, – Oh, uh, who uh, who's the uh, Havlicek or Havlicek? 
Not what? Havlicek. Oh, Hornacek. Yeah. John Hornacek or something. Punching him out. Yeah, and, Stockton had teammates. <laughs> we all did. Yeah. Brian Russell. <laughs> and, all right, all right. Hey, all but right. that's another thing. Stockton had a squad. You know, he he really had a big time squad that they should have. I know they went they played in the Jordan era and twice went to the finals against them. Look what Stockton did in those finals. Not much. And he only averaged like what, 12 points a game? John Stockton hit the three in 1995 to go to the finals over the Rockets in game five. Game seven, one second left. Stockton hit a three to go to the finals. Okay. And then he disappeared in the finals. I can't support that claim right now. I just know that here's the thing look how many points Malone had. Okay. They ran the pick and roll. Yeah. Okay. So if it's two options, mm. you either got the man Malone. Open on the roll, or you got the wide open jumper uh, there to take and and knock down. Well, how did Malone acquire so many points? He's to great because be- he's really good at basketball. But he played with Stockton the whole time. Yeah, Pippen played with Jordan. Okay, but Pippen had a lot of points. Pippen had more points than Stockton. How come Stockton didn't have the amount of points? That that at least half the points that Malone had. They ran the same damn play. <laughs> I mean, it was a pick and roll. It was- okay, well, I'll tell you what. I respect your opinion. I'm just going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, I know half the world is disagreeing with me. Over. I would not, would not put Stockton I, I, I on would say team. 98% of basketball fans would have Stockton as a top 10. I will say 99.5% of basketball fans would have John Stockton as a top 10 point guard. Could Stockton hold his own today in today's NBA? Steve Nash. Could Stockton hold his own? And I'm telling you, a different version of John Stockton was Steve Nash. He was a two-time MVP. Stat, Nash could uh, make his – he had a way to get to the hoop. You know, uh, you're, Stock- you're, you're Okay, I'm going to stop you. You're dead wrong if you think John Stockton couldn't drive to the hole. He, he was really a great. He, he was a great finisher, Richie. He was a great finisher. He averaged 12 points. <laughs> He also had the most assists in the league for seven years in a row. I, uh, he didn't need all the points. He had a great team. Yeah, I mean, he had a great coach. He, and he, 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 well, <laughs> most of these players had great coaches. All right, well, I think we understand where you sit on John Stockton. <laughs> I, I, I feel just, like it's a little racist, but that's not neither here nor there. It's definitely we'll get, not racist. We'll I got white guys on my top ten. <laughs> okay. Though. All right. Well, if Jeremy Lin's on your top ten and John Stockton's not, Jeremy we're Lin's coming back. To the, we're going to circle back to the races. Lin's definitely not on my top ten. Lin wouldn't make my top hundred. All right. Well, I don't know. Lin might make my top hundred. Wow. You just hate John Stockton because he played for Utah. If he played for the New York Knicks, you wouldn't hate him this much. He wouldn't have lasted with the Knicks. First. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, dominated. He would have won an NBA championship with Patrick no. Ewing. There if you put no John Stockton instead of John Starks, and they would win a championship. They wouldn't even made the finals. They'd be lucky if they made the playoffs. So you're saying John Starks is better than John Stockton? I'm saying, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think if they were playing ridiculous take. All right, here's my here's my take. If they play one on one, who's going to win? <laughs> Stockton by seven. You're crazy. By seven. You're crazy. How's he going to hold John Starks? I mean, you give John Stockton a lot of credit for defense, which he did not have. He's an all-defensive NBA player. 
Just because his players tipped the ball too, bro. <laughs> he was the type to sneak up behind somebody and grab the ball, you know, while there somebody's holding their man in the post and then he, you know, strips him and whatnot. A lot of this shit would have been called fouls today. <laughs> 16,000 assists John Stockton had. 16,000. That's a lot. Number two, Jason Kidd, 12,000. That's a big difference. It's a huge difference. It's the difference between like number two and number 10. Granted, like I said, most people, I, I, I'm against the norm. And, and, <laughs> and, and I wasn't a Utah fan, you know. Okay. I will admit, I, I was not a Utah fan. Even though, I mean, Malone was Louisiana boy, from, went, came from LaTeX. LaTeX. And, and everything. And he st- still lives in Louisiana. Yeah. And Stockton was a Gonzaga boy. Yeah. Shout out Gonzaga. I was about to say that. But the. But the honest, the truth in my eyes, when, and it pisses me off with Stockton because these white boys are supposed to be great shooters. That's what many of them are, are known for. Stockton. John Stockton shot 38% from the three-point line. Before you continue, I want you to know that John Stockton shot 38% career from the three-point line, which is probably five points over the average NBA point guard at that time. He was a great three-point shooter. How many attempts? That's a fair point. However, nobody took attempts. Reggie Miller only took three threes a game back then. Nobody, nobody shot the three ball that much. And granted, I mean, it's not it's not shot Thank like it's shot today. Thank you for tuning in to our John Stockton podcast. <laughs> Come back next week when we talk about the Utah Jazz. Well, I, I knew Stockton was going to be a big discussion on coming on here and not having the man on my list on my top ten. I mean, I I knew that immediately. Hot you know? take. I mean, I just truly don't think he could hold water against a lot of the top NBA guards today in, that I have on the top, top ten list. Well, I, I mean, it's a fair argument because Bob Cousy is not on my list, right? He's an MVP, champion, leader, a lot of rings, but he couldn't even play G League today. Or, I mean, he no. probably could. He probably would be like a serviceable G League point guard. He could handle the ball and pass and stuff. Well, he couldn't, go, he couldn't even go left. Well, maybe not. He certainly couldn't play defense today. Like no. these guys would just blow by him. So it's a fair argument. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. A lot of uh, there's going there's probably a lot of players from uh, the old school that unfortunately for me I I didn't get to watch. I didn't right. see. I I mean there's some that I know of that are without a doubt held their own was creaming the crop in the league at the time. Uh, but at the same time, if I really didn't get the chance to watch him, mm. then I don't really – how am I to judge him? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's and and it's your own criteria. This is your list with your criteria, and so that makes sense. I, I don't have a lot of old guys on here yeah. as well. But and the reason I came up for that is because point guards have changed a lot in the last 25 years. It used to be bring the ball across half court, don't lose it, pass it to the open guy. Now it's like you're the playmaker, you're the creator, you're everything. So, I mean, just inevitably, point guards are just going to be better now. Guys like maybe Chauncey Billups, he probably wouldn't have been a point guard in 1981. He probably would have been a shooting guard or a small forward because he, he can he's so big, he can play defense and all that. Also, Chauncey Billups didn't make my list. Either. Chauncey didn't make mine either. But, but he was fucking great. He and really was. Chauncey doesn't get enough credit. I you know, love you know. that Detroit team. That's one of my all-time favorite teams. Wallace, Wallace, Rip, Prince, and Chauncey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their defense. And they didn't have a seven-footer. 
You know, oh yeah, but Ben Wallace was like six eight. Yeah, but he played like he, Wallace he played like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Rasheed might have been seven foot. Now he was probably like six ten. Yeah, Rasheed was probably only six nine, six ten. He was a big boy, but he played yeah. small as well. All right, well then, if John Stockton's not your number ten, who is? Well, hold on. Before we, there's one more person I'd like to give give a shout out to that didn't make my top ten that I really really liked. All right, who is it? And that's White Chocolate, bro. Oh, okay, Jay Will. I mean, I, I, he only had maybe two, three good seasons, and he did yeah. come back and win a championship with Miami. Yeah, he has but a ring. He does have a ring and everything. He played a, a decent role on that team too. Oh, he most definitely did. Yeah, he wasn't like the leader or anything, but he played. He he took up some minutes. He didn't turn over the ball. He um before you came and we started this podcast, me and Dice watched his whole highlight clip. So oh, I just bro. watched everything Jason Williams has ever done. He was just, I mean, people love to watch this guy. Yeah, I, mean, I was one of them, you know, just to see what he was coming, what we, he would come out with, what he would do with the ball. Yeah. Balls. That's uh, what he had. Oh, he, he was a brave had. man. He definitely was that. And I mean, he would try things that nobody else would and, and just execute them. And it was just, a wonderful sight to see, you yeah, know. Nice. Uh, I guess I'm a one of those who like the flashy pl- plays and everything. Yeah, and, of course. Oh, you know and, what? And then when Jason Williams was playing, um, and one was huge, mm-hmm. right? And so that was nothing but point guards doing shit. So he was like the best and one player ever. Well, <laughs> shout out Rafe. Oh, Rafe Ross. Skip to my Lou. Skip to my Lou. And, and don't forget about hot sauce. And hot so- well, I don't <laughs> personally know hot sauce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, shout out to Rafer. Shout out Skip. NBA point guards. All right. Number 10. Who do you got, Rich? Number 10. I know it's it was Westbrook, but he got booted. Westbrook also did not make my list. The big O. Number oh. 10. Oscar Robinson. And see, he he's an example of somebody that I didn't get to really watch, right? You know, but there's just so many stories about Oscar Robinson, and there's film on on the Big O that games and stuff that you can go back and watch. And yeah, I well, mean, he was a dominant force, dominant force. I got Big O at number five overall, and um, a lot of smart people that I respect have him number one, number two, maybe. But like you said, I didn't really see him play. All I know is what I've read. But speaking of what I've read, he in 1962, he averaged a triple-double. It's pretty impressive for back then. And did you know he was third in the MVP race that year that he averaged a triple-double? Ricky, uh, look up who was first and second. I can tell you it, it was uh, Wilt. Yeah, that and makes sense. Wilt won because – and I think Bill Walton was in two. No, it, not uh, 62. No, um, who was uh, – yeah, pull it up, Ricky. But uh, Russell won it, which makes sense because yeah. they probably won like 70 games. Chamberlain a- averaged 50.9 oh, points a game. That, that year. was the year. Yeah. What yeah. a famous year. Wow. Yeah, but big, uh, big O, he was third, and that's when he averaged the triple-double. So how good was Bill Russell this year? That he beat 50-point Wilt Chamberlain and triple-double Oscar Robertson. Wow. I don't think Bill Russell gets enough respect either. <laughs> because I, I don't think he gets enough respect by me because he really doesn't. He's not very high on my list. And, uh, I mean, obviously he was great, but I just I just didn't see him. And the stuff that he was good at is like doesn't translate well through text. You know what I mean? Like I can read all about how great Wilt Chamberlain was, but I can't read how Bill Russell was just – always in the right spot or always made the right passes. Yeah. And how many championships did Bill Russell have? 11? I I, 11. Yeah. Two and, of them. He was a player coach. Yeah. And one, wasn't they consecutive? 
Like wasn't like nine of them? Nine. I think I think he won nine in a row. Yeah. And this is during the Wilt Chamberlain era, and Wilt had what two? Uh, Will only has one. Only has one. Yeah, him and Jerry West won one in L.A. Wow, that's crazy. And so that's what I'm talking about. I mean, a lot of people, and I think you even considered Wilt the goat, right? I I've played around with that idea. Okay. Yeah, that Wilt Chamberlain might be the greatest basketball player of all time. Oh yeah, and I mean, I, I know a lot of people, and I've read so many stories about Wilt, like he led the league in assists just because he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, this is what Weinberg believes. He's just as knowledgeable about basketball as anyone. Right. But how is it Bill Russell who dominated Wilt? Yeah. I mean, it, you can't say he had a better team. Cause, I mean, Wilt had Jerry West. He had, oh, I mean. Uh, I'd like to see some heads up matchups with them. I've never seen that. I'd like to see. I mean, I mean, how did Wilt not also dominate Bill Russell? I mean, he's like four inches taller. He's the strongest and fastest player in the league. He's an Olympian. That baffles me, bro. Yeah, I mean, it really does. That's the reason I feel like Russell doesn't get the respect he deserves because yeah. Oscar uh, won it in '64 MVP, and uh, and Oscar came out of uh, Cincinnati is where he played college ball, and he was a territorial uh, draft pick. A territorial. That's how it should be now. That'd be that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be I, I would pretty be, tight. I would be in on that. He was a twelve-time All Star. Yep. A nine-time First Team All NBA. All NBA, and then. He was rookie of the year in 61. Yeah, I mean, he was the best player back then. He was 6'5". He was just like basically Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. Right. And for me, the reason the Oscars is so low on my list is just one for one reason only. And I didn't get to watch him. Yep. My list is very futuristic NBA. It's like not a lot of old guys. My, mine is as well. Speaking of that, my number 10 is Damian Lillard. <laughs> Dang time. To me, he's the second best point guard in the league right now. I don't consider Luca a point guard. What do you mean Luca's not a point guard? He he's like six ten and uh, he's six seven, bro. He's bigger than six seven, bro. I can just see with my eyeballs. He's over six nine. He's a big boy. Luca's six seven. Pull it up, Ricky J. Six seven for Luca. Uh, I still don't buy it. Ding. Still, I still don't believe. It. I'm reading it. I don't believe it. I mean, uh, I know he looks he, huge. Doesn't he look huge on the court? He's Lucas thick, bro. I mean, he's no. He looks tall. He's yeah. bigger than the other guys. Well, he's running around with Porzingis, who's seven two, though. You know, yeah, so but that should make him look smaller, not bigger. So What's, Dame Lillard. So Dame Lillard, 2013 unanimous Rookie of the Year. 43 from the field, 37 from three point range, 89 from free throw. So just as good as anyone. And if Steph Curry isn't alive, Dame Lillard is the best point guard in the NBA right now in a league full of excellent point guards. Yeah. Well, I mean, Super clutch. Uh, definitely clutch. Has a clutch game ender against every team in the NBA. He's put, <laughs> dropped the buzzer beater on Buzzer Eric. beater <laughs> against 29 teams. Here's my reason uh, that I – one of my main reasons I didn't put Dame in my top 10. Mm. C.J. McCollum. Okay. It's like he's playing on a team with another point guard. No, no, no. CJ's not a point guard. I mean, CJ handles the rock quite often. Well, he's and, yeah, and, okay. And it's more like he plays Dame, some point. He plays some point. To me, Dame's running around like two on the court whenever CJ's on there. Because, man, that's just my opinion. But in how I witnessed the game, in my eyes, I think he's a true point guard. I yeah. think he handles the ball. I mean, and he, uh, Dame came out of what Weber State. Yeah, and he, he was a. Uh, First round, I think number four. I'm not sure. Fourth or fifth pick, I want to say. What was he? Six. Six, Six pick. pick. 2012 NBA draft. Dame is the best rapper in NBA history, too. I give him that. 
All you I have do. to do is is be better than Shaq and Metal World Peace. But <laughs> he is. He's better than Shaq. Oh, but Dame, World Peace. No, Dame can really flow. No, Dame Dame has bars. Yeah. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, who do you have at number nine? Number nine is going to be Chris Paul. Solid. Chris Paul, six foot, Wake Forest. For his career, he's averaged 18.5 points a game and 4.5 rebounds, along with 9.5 assists. Another rookie of the year, 2005? Yes, sir. Or 2006, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, was awarded in 2006. He was drafted by the Hornets when they were in New Orleans. I mean, I watched Chris Paul at Wake Forest. And, and like, again, I was big into college hoops. Man, he was three steps ahead of everybody. So fast, great defensively. Oh, he's seven-time de- uh, first-team all-defense. He's good everywhere he goes. Everywhere. He was really good at the Hornets. The Clippers. Lob City. He the led Lob, yeah, Lob, Lob City. City was a, a team full of great players. He was by far the best player. They could have easily and should have contested for a championship. And with Chris Paul, I mean, he's a great leader. His basketball IQ is so high. He is definitely a basketball genius, and nobody can argue that. But I don't know about his leadership skills. Everywhere he goes, everybody ends up hating him. His teammates always end up hating him. You know, part of leadership is bringing everyone together, bringing the best out in your teammates. And whenever he leaves a city, it's they burn jerseys. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's because he has no problem with calling people out. Yeah. You know, and, and just basically stating. Yeah, but that's part of leadership is all I'm saying. Like, I, I think – you know, Magic Johnson's a great leader, right? Like, he brings every, – everyone loves Magic Johnson. You want to play for him. He's the best player. You still want to be his teammate. Chris Paul, it's like – you know, it seems like it's hard to be his yeah, teammate. I mean, you're right because everybody does have a – like a sour – Everywhere he goes. Uh, everywhere he leaves, everybody yeah. has a sour uh, remark about Paul, you know, whether it was the L.A. or uh, New Orleans. And then he, he goes to Lob City, which they should have won championships there. Yeah. Well, Chris Paul's a great pick. I had Chris Paul at number eight. Uh, my number nine, a guy you probably haven't heard of him, James Harden. Now, some uh, instantly are going to say he's not a point guard, but I believe he is a true point guard. I think when he plays off the ball, he's playing out of position. His best season's in Houston. He was a point guard. He right now he's running point for for the Brooklyn Nets. Even yeah. Kyrie Irving says right now he's our point guard. I play off the ball. Right, and Kyrie says I have no problem playing yeah. too, and letting him you know run the show. And I mean he doesn't really come off as a point guard in my eyes and with his physique and right. and his style of play. Yeah, I mean to me, but but he's definitely always got to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, and I mean. And he should cover the point guard on the other team. <laughs> 44, 36, 86. So those are pretty good splits. He was the 2018 MVP. Now, this is where I contend he could have been a four-time MVP. I would agree with that because the year uh, Westbrook won. All right, so let me go through it. So 2015 was Curry's first year that he won MVP. And um, I think that's arguable. If you go back and look at the numbers, it's very arguable. The only difference is Curry won 60 games, Harden won 55. Curry got it. Everyone likes Curry better. Okay, that's fine. I He could have won that MVP. I stand by that. Is that the one that Curry was unanimous? No, no, no. Oh. He could not have won that MVP. That, that was uh, a year later in 2016, unanimous okay. MVP. Yeah, yeah, Curry went back-to-back, right? Yeah. Okay. 2017, Westbrook won it. Because he averaged the triple-double for no other reason. Harden won more games that year. Harden had a better efficiency. 
Due to the triple-double, Westbrook stole an MVP from Harden. 18, Harden wins. The next year, 19, this is when Harden goes on the run. This is when he scores 40 for 40 games in a row. He has six 50-point games. He has two 60-point games. He averaged 36, 8, and 7. Giannis won it. Giannis averaged 27, 12, and 6. So I absolutely think he's he averaged 37 points a game. That's the most since Jordan. That's the most points per game by any player not named Chamberlain or Jordan. I would agree with you. Harden was number 13 on my list right behind Stockton. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Being a Rockets fan and, you know, just always growing up watching Rockets, I would definitely agree with you. As far as those, there's three of the MVPs, the one with Westbrook, the one with Harden, when he actually won it in the following year yeah. with uh, Giannis and stuff. I would totally give Harden. Uh, they stole those MVPs. No doubt. I mean, I, f- I feel like he was cheated out of them. But to me, I mean, even though I was a Rockets fan, it, I did, did not like Harden's style of play. I mean, to me, he was very selfish and and there, there was sometimes, yeah, he would score forty points, but the dude shot eighty times in a game. I mean, he deserves to be in the top ten. It's just that with the whole recent ordeal that the way he left Houston and everything, oh, I want out and everything, yada yada yada. And I, I should hate him. <laughs> I mean, he's so <laughs> detrimental to the Rockets. I, I literally should hate him, but I don't. I love him. I, I still root for him. I bet on the Nets all the time. Of course you would. Why don't, it'd be stupid not to bet on the Nets. I mean, they're fucking running things right now. Even with KD out, you know, they're still just so right. speaking of Kyrie. He's my next up. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. What number is that for you? Eight. Kyrie Irving. You know, of course he won a championship. Of course played at Duke. I've always been a, a Duke fan. Coach K. He was the rookie of the year, 2012. He didn't really play at Duke, but go ahead. Please continue. Bro, he played one year at Duke. I know he was hurt like a big portion of the year. Yeah, I think he played like six games. No, he played more than six. Ricky, can you look up how many games Kyrie Irving played at Duke? It was probably 10, but he he wrecked all 10 games, especially they they, (laughs) – I I imagine he was the overall number one pick after 10 games. (laughs) Yeah, and in the playoff, when they went to the uh, tournament and everything – Kyrie, I mean, he was putting on a show. Really? I yeah. don't remember him in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Man, he, I'm going to have to go back and look at those games. I bet he murdered. Oh, yeah. He had like 28 points and stuff, and they lost. And But Kyrie was the only one who showed up. 11 games total, including mm-hmm. March Madness. Yeah, like I said, 10. But he wrecked all 10. And to me, Kyrie has the best handles in the game. Agreed. I'm glad you brought that up. I I believe Kyrie has the best handles in the history of the NBA. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing Kyrie and he's a prolific scorer. He's a top tier shooter, top tier finisher. Oh yeah. And again, his handles are unbelievable. He's broken so many ankles in the game and it's not even funny. And he's going to end up having one of the best highlight reels of all time. Man, Kyrie did not make my list, but you are making a hard argument. I feel like at the end of his career, he's going to be respected as one of the top 10 point guards of all time. Yeah, and for but, me, you know, it's his he, skill level. I mean, across the board, uh, and just every point of the game, whether it's shooting, dribbling, passing, uh, scoring, you know, defense, even defense. I mean, Kyrie will D a man up. He's okay on defense. I, I don't think he tries very hard. I think he's more of like a passing lane jumper. But he does have some big steals. He's not quite a liability, not quite like Dame Lillard. 
or some of the other guys on this list, to be Harden. quite honest. <laughs> Harden. There's still some <laughs> other guys on this list that are big liabilities on defense. Well, but yeah, I, I, I think Kyrie's definitely going to move up in the list in the future. Yep. You know, uh, but as of right now, he sits in my eight, eight position. And I mean, I respect, I respect his game. Back to back New Jersey net. Big and exciting news, guys. One-on-one Poker Club in Katy, Texas has partnered up with Rank Podcast to help provide the most player-friendly poker atmosphere possible. In lieu of this partnership, I'm going to take over as tournament director. Monday through Friday, we're going to have $2,000 free rolls. All food, all drinks, all alcohol is all free, and we'll never charge a door fee. That'll save poker players hundreds of dollars a month. Also, are you sick of someone asking you to pay time every two hours? That'll never happen at 101 Poker Club. Our all-inclusive model presents a no-time fee hassle. 101 Poker Club spreads all types of games every day. 1-3 No Limit Hold'em, 1-3 PLO, Bomb Pots, and on Saturdays we play 10 and a quarter. Come take a shot at the big game. So, for more information or just to get in touch with me, check out 101 Poker Club on Poker Atlas and Facebook. Come play some tourneys with JFC. So, number eight, I had Chris Paul. So, I will jump ahead. Number seven, I got Steve Nash. 19 years, back-to-back MVP, 05-06. Came out of Santa Clara. Uh, I'd say D'Antoni was the creator of Seven Seconds or Less, but he couldn't have done it without Nash. And Seven Seconds or Less out of Phoenix, I think that completely revolutionized the NBA. That was the turning point when Steve Nash went to Phoenix between low post NBA to 32-foot three-pointer NBA. His splits, 49% from the field, 42 from three-point line, 90% free throw shooter. Yeah, he's part of the 40-50-90 club. So um, there's been 12 entries into the 50-40-90 club total in the history of the NBA. 12? Are you sure? I'm positive of this. I thought it was nine. Two of them were uh, uh, WNBA. No, this well, there's been nine players to do it, but 12 times it's oh, happened. Oh, okay, yeah. Nash has done it twice, I think. Out of the 12 times, Nash did it four. Four? He owns one-third of all of them. Bird did it twice. Nash did it four. Everybody else did it once. Curry, Brogdon, Lillard. Durant. Durant is on it as well, yeah. That's right. pretty impressive. Ricky J, you can pull that up for us, the uh, 50-40-90? Club. I know Steph has made it. Steph. Durant, Brogdon. Yeah, Larry Bird. Larry Bird did it twice. Dirk, Mark Price. Mark Price, Reggie Miller. What a list. Is Steve Nash on your list? Steve Nash is six on my list. All right. So who's your number seven then? <laughs> Luka Donich. Already. Yes. And, and wow. here, Yeah, I know he's what. This is what his third year? His third year. Third year. And it was a real shortened uh, second year. I'm going to tell you like this. When it's all said and done. Luca was probably going to be number one on the list. Check out my eBay store for some Luca Donick rookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. R- Ricky, Ricky has Luca rookies for sale. Uh, people should jump all over him. I mean, he's a beast, and like you said, they're, they're, they don't know how tall he is, and, and everything. He's listed as six seven. He's got handles. I mean, he's truly got handles, and he handles the ball well. Yeah. And he will he will back down and post up any guard that's trying to guard him. He can literally score from anywhere on the court very anywhere. well. Yeah, and he lights it up from outside. Step back three. Oh, yeah. The, that one he made in the uh, playoffs uh, against the Clippers, the buzzer beater. I mean, beater. He, he, 
it's a little premature for him to be on my all-time top 10 list, but... That, that's, and I know a lot of people is going to clown me. Or, or, he's or, probably the third best point guard in the NBA right now. I would say he's the best point guard in the NBA right now. I mean, I will really stand by that. I mean, I know Steph's in the league, and but Steph's 33 years old probably now, and Luka has just come out and balled out. Every year of his career is going to be a big deal. Oh yeah, he does it all, and he's got hustle. He's got heart. You know, he, he and he, he's super great on- intelligent. He he is actually, I believe, he's at LeBron level basketball IQ already. Yeah, you that's know? true. Well, LeBron when LeBron was this age, he was already at that level as well. Right, and I would say he's a little bit higher. You know, just because he just whoa 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 whoa. He he just he doesn't make mistakes. You know, I mean, if you look at look at his turnover ratio, yeah. It's incredible because, I mean, he very seldomly turns the ball over and he does all the right things. And I just believe when all said and done, Luke is going to be the best point guard ever. Good teammate and he's clutch. I mean, he's got all the building blocks to become. Yeah. He, I mean, he can top, go top tier player. He can go off for 50 at any, any point if he wanted to. Yeah. You know, but. And look up how many triple doubles he's got already. Yeah, it's a sick number. <laughs> it's totally sick. But like I said, it's a it's a different NBA now. And granted, and most people, it, and just like you said, it's probably too early for him to be all time top ten. But I'm blown away by this dude. <laughs> no, I mean, just every game that I've watched him play, and I, I, I'm just mesmerized. And I think he's sick. He's my favorite player in the league right now. Yeah, obviously. And, but uh. There's nothing he can't do. I mean, me too. <laughs> Cards up six hundred percent. I mean, he's what thirty two percent from uh, three point land. Yeah. Uh, let's see his career. He's forty five, thirty two, and seventy four. Uh, he needs to pick up that free throw percentage. Definitely, the free throws need to. Come I can up. shoot higher than seventy four point one today. <laughs> you, you keep selling me this, but I'm gonna say no. You can't. You got action. Yeah, you right definitely now. got action. You, we you need to do push. this, just like my field goal, my extra point. And anyone else who would like action, I'm taking over 74% right now. And you're going to shoot how many? 100? Yeah, you got to bet. 50. 50? Oh, yeah. You got to bet, bro. All day long. Well, let's go from one kid to the next. My number six, Jason Kidd. 1994, came in the league, tore it up. Oh, bro. Before he tore it up in the league, kid, he played a cow. Yeah. In the tournament, their first game was against LSU. And he had to play against Chris Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal and Stanley Roberts. Uh, they had the Twin Towers. LSU had a squad this year. And Jason Kidd tore him up, just torched him. And he then, was so good in college. Oh, man. He was unbelievable. And then Dale Brown, the coach of LSU, goes on record saying, yeah, they, they had a great, great game, yada, yada, yada. But they're not going to beat Duke. Jason Kidd mops Duke right after beating LSU. Goes and just murders Duke. And man, I bet that's a fun game to watch. Man, and so witnessing him in college at Cal, and I didn't like him obviously because he just beat LSU and then he beats Duke. Yeah, you know I'm like this fucking guy here. You know I hate he, this. He was so special, man. He had he had a relationship with the basketball like no one else treated the basketball to me it looked like it was one of his hands or something it was it was just a part of his body it wasn't like a tool that he used uh, i mean he lacked a jump sh- uh, he lacked the, the jumper <laughs> they, they used to call him ace and kid because he, he had, had no J. 
and that's the truth, you know. But I, I've heard that joke before. But uh, as far as rebounding, assist, being in general on the court is vision on his court vision is second to none. Second to none. Yeah, and I mean number it, two all time in assist and steals. Yeah, I mean, kid did it all, and like I said, I wasn't a fan of kid when he first came in the league, and then he wins rookie of the year. What? Well, how tall was kid? Six foot four. Six three. No, he was six four. Well, you know they used to lie back then. True. Yeah, I mean, they can't yeah. lie now. Yeah, in basketball they kind of fluffed him up a little. Hot, Let me know? tell you something, Jason Kidd ain't six four. Well, he was six four. He was listed as six four. What they. Six six. What what they got him listed on? The, uh, yeah. So just the fact that Wikipedia says six four proves that he's not six four. <laughs> but he played like he was six ten, bro. Honestly, he played uh, big. Yeah, he he was hefty. He was like two ten. Yeah, he he was definitely stout and everything. He had no problem posting posting up uh, other point guard. Yeah, he was co rookie of the year. Yeah, co rookie of the year with, with Grant Grant Hill. Hill. Yeah. Oh, uh, kid was second pick. Yep. Overall second, yeah, behind uh, Glenn Robinson. Oh, the big dog. Yeah, he was overall number one. Oh, wow, so it went Ro- Robinson, then Kid, then uh, then uh, Grant Hill. Number six, I had Kid. Who'd you have at number six? Six, I had Nash. Nash. All yeah. right. <laughs> we spoke on Nash, and on five, I had Kid. And number five, I had Big O. Number four, I had Zeke. Isaiah as well. Oh, you also had met number four. He bad played, boys. The bad, one of the greatest teams of all time. Nineteen eighty-eight and nineteen eighty-nine champs. I he believe. played um, twelve seasons, but he only played eleven full seasons. All star every season. All with Detroit. Uh, won a championship out of Indiana in nineteen eighty-one. Right, and he was like uh, consensus All American. Yeah, he was twelve-time All Star. I think he was the eleven-time All Star. Ricky J, can we get you to pull up uh, Isaiah for us, please? He was right there. Or or switch to the other window, basketball reference. It'll be there easier. But, yeah, Isaiah was uh, kind of like Jason Kidd to me. You know, he, he could do it all. He could shoot, though. Oh, yeah. Isaiah had a way better shot than Jason Kidd. Yeah, Isaiah was – he was the best player for the bad boys. Yeah, definitely. You know? and, I mean, he led them in everything, assist points. A lot of people have him uh, top two point guard all time. It depends on the area. At least before this decade. Yeah. You and I agree. We both got him at four. And but I had a lot of respect for Isaiah's game, and of course everybody always talks about how he he was left off the dream team. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. That's they all conspired to keep him off the dream team. Right. I mean, they showed their ass against the Bulls, man. When they finally lost to the Bulls, they uh, they left the court with time on the clock. You know, they walked right by him. Yeah. No handshakes. No nothing. Just completely. He he had a lot of incidences like that. He beefed with Larry Bird. He beefed with Magic. Magic. Everybody. Yeah, it, it was like him and Magic would be like best friends one day, and then next day kissing on the court and stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that's weird stuff. So number three, I had Stockton. Who'd you have? Number three, AI. I didn't have AI on my list. I don't know how you can leave <laughs> AI off your list. I mean, AI transcend the game, bro. Yeah. AI was a true baller, and everybody res- just respected AI as being a baller. And when he crossed over Mike, it was over. You know, he, he made his stamp. He put his stamp on the game, let everybody know he was here. He was ready. He know? he was definitely uh, like a uh, cultural phenomenon 
he was bigger than basketball. I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, fifth, sixth grade, and there was such a big Georgetown Hoyas following. And my mom worked at flea market, you know, so she she was getting all these like fresh gear, clothes and stuff, nonstop Hoya gear I was getting. And I mean, I was wearing it, but that, all the kids were wearing it, you know, the big bulldog and and just the GU. <laughs> There's and, some uh, crazy stories about AI, too, uh, that he lost a Bentley in the uh, airport parking lot. So him and his crew get off the plane. They go to find their car. They can't find it. They can't find the Bentley. So he just leaves it there. Yeah, and goes and buys another one. And he goes and buys a new Bentley. <laughs> he just leaves it there. And then whenever he would travel with his whole crew from city to city, they would never pack their clothes. They would never pack any luggage. They just leave everything into in their hotel room. And it'd be one of his homeboys' job to go pick up jerseys and J's for everybody. That's the reason AI is broke. <laughs> he's not broke now. He's got that Reebok money coming. True, true. And but the, uh, I mean, he did go broke. And Ricky, pull up his uh, his shooting numbers and Basketball Reference, please. Yeah, he, he averaged twenty six point uh, seven a game. Yeah, he was sick. Uh, Three point seven rebounds, six point two uh, assist. He was a uh, one time MVP yeah. of, of the league. He was definitely uh, Rookie of the Year in ninety seven. Four times scoring champ. He played a lot of shooting guard. I don't see uh, how was he playing shooting guard when he was always bringing the ball up. Well, he played with Eric Snow. Eric Snow brought the ball up a lot. He played. He did play a lot of shooting guard. Right. And the thing about it, if you look at that team that went up against LA in the finals, yeah, it reminds me of one of LeBron's teams. I think both of them had Eric Snow on it too. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah, just one guy, just one, totally one man's one man. will. Yeah. Nobody else on the team. It was just one man trying to take and take it to the promised land yeah, and carry everybody. And I mean, he was able to do that for that year in a, in a few years, you know, and just completely could take the whole league on his back. And here's my other thought on it: it looking back, besides the new age and stuff back then, I mean, he was like kind of like the last point guard. Yeah, he had a horrible efficiency. He didn't shoot that well from three point land. And he was kind of a liability on defense. Yeah, he is old school point guard in those ways. I would say. <laughs> well, those are those are the reasons why he really didn't make my list. And, and he was a uh, just a terrible teammate for a lot of his career. He was very detrimental to his team, you know. And at the end of it, that's not helping you win a championship. But are we talking about practice? <laughs> I mean, really, practice? Not a game. Not a game. Early. Well, he was a killer on the court. It was just when he was off the court, he didn't respect it like other great, great players did. Right. He, he wasn't putting in that kind of work. You know? Not putting in the work. <laughs> but exactly. he was gifted. He was totally gifted. And he, he, for what he did put on the court, it was amazing. All right. So I guess it's just a matter of who, what order do we have the top two? I mean, tell me, everyone has magic at one, right? You not, don't. You got not Steph. everyone on this podcast. You got Wardell. 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 Is that his real name? Yeah. Wardell Stephen Curry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I kept on saying I got Wardell number two. Yeah. I got him number one. Number one. Already surpassed. Here's the reason he can't be number one in my All eyes. Right. Steph's not covering the center. Okay, that's true. Steph's not covering a power forward. That's now, true. Three, one through three, okay, he, he has a chance. Mm. Okay? At any given moment, if one player goes down – when they had Magic Johnson on the team, yep. he could fill that role. That's true. And he did that. And 
I mean, granted, Magic Johnson was a huge point guard, six foot nine. Yeah, and but biggest guy on the list, probably right. Definitely oh. the biggest guy on on both lists. Yeah, I mean, unless you. Well, let me tell you what Magic couldn't do: shoot thirty eight footers and just drop nets. I contend that Curry is better at shooting than any other person is at any other basketball skill in the history of basketball players. I would agree. I, I think he's by far the best shooter to ever play the game. He's revolutionized offense. Everybody needs a Curry-like. I mean, Trey Young, Dame Lillard, those are just you know branches off the Curry tree. <laughs> True. And he's like the opposite of AI. He's a great leader, a great teammate. All his decisions from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed all year long is to win another championship. Uh, as was the same with Magic. Magic was a, a, okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Everybody wanted to play with Magic. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Curry's going to have a longer career than Magic. That matters. That doesn't matter, you know, and that's nobody's fault but Magic's. And Curry is the only player to be unanimous MVP. Yeah, back to back MVP is questionable, but he was unanimous yeah. MVP. Yeah, that's to me though that that was a shocker. No way. You that was a shocker? That was a shocker to me that he was the first. Oh, right, right, right. The first unanimous MVP ever. Well, it's hard to dominate the league like that. I mean, it's hard to be Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even Mike didn't get it. Who's still in votes away from Mike? That's a good question. Yeah. But I mean, I couldn't believe he was the first unanimous. uh, So if you're playing a basketball game today, you have to win. You're taking magic over Curry? I am. Because I'm not, I don't need, I, because of the fact that Magic's going to do things, Curry is not as skillful as Magic. He's going to control the tempo of right. the game. You know, he's going to always, he's going to make sure every teammate touches the ball. Well, I mean, yeah. see, I, I would just argue that Curry's going to do all these things too. I mean, Curry is great, is a phenomenal passer. He's known to give up the ball. Even though he's the greatest shooter of all time, he's still a pass-first player. He runs around the court, always moving, always trying to get open. I don't think he's a pass-first player, though. I mean, the amount of shots that Curry takes. And the thing about Curry is, like, he has such a quick release. It is so sick. And, I mean, it's not as pretty. It's not that, you know, textbook style like his teammate Clay Thompson or like a Ray Allen. He's more. He shoots more like me. <laughs> I would. He's like a true gunslinger. It's like from the hip. Unbelievable, his release. That can be anywhere, and he just feels it. He knows it when it's going yep. in. And I know Dane's been doing it a lot lately, but uh, uh, Curry's the originator and the one who endless range, and he will end you by half court, and like he did. Super clutch player, but yeah, but I still Magic is Magic right now. He's the greatest point guard of all time. What would Curry have to do right now to overtake Magic? One more championship. Definitely. One more MVP would help. I know MVP would be kind of hard. I think an MVP would be worth more than a championship. Not to me. I think the championship is kind of like the... Well, Magic has three MVPs and Curry has two. Magic has five championships. That's true. The reason Magic is number one is because his ability to play all. He can, yeah. If the, the, I mean, the guy played center. When the, oh, Curry, yeah, his rookie year, yeah, 1979. Kareem goes out. Who's 
you got Magic jump balling and guarding the center the whole game. Yeah, and Play, sky hook to win it. Yeah, sky hook to win it. You yeah. know, playing the whole, playing the center position the whole game. That's and, a pretty strong argument. But I still got Curry number one. I'll take the forty three percent from three point range career, ninety percent from free throw. I think his. I don't think his uh, three point percentage is going to go down for the rest of his career. I think he's going to morph into like a off the ball player, just a spot up shooter. Yeah, but another thing, a game of one on one, Magic wins. Nah, I don't know if that's true, bro. Magic dominated all the point guards. Magic in the can't post. cover Curry. Magic cannot cover Curry. He I'm taking Curry. I'm taking Curry over all, almost everyone. You you can't you can't cover him. If it's make it, take it. I mean, there's a lot of players that could, could actually cover uh, Curry's jump shot. You know, never still. I'm play. not saying that he's the best ever, or even the best in the league, but he's better than almost everyone. And I'm taking him over Magic. <laughs> I mean, it's a good argument. But at the same time, I think I don't. I don't see him beating Magic. You know who wins? Ma- Magic's prime against Curry's prime. Game of one on one, six nine versus six two. All right, so you had Magic number one. I had Curry number one, which is fitting because you're a post player and I'm a shooter. You're a six foot f- f- five shooter. Yeah, I'm a born shooter. Oh. That's true. All right, man, that was fun. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. And like I said, I knew coming in with my list, it was going to have a little uh, hoopla behind it and naysayers and, and a lot of disagreements. And- yep. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Already enjoyed it. Yep. Next time. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not not the game that I go out there and and die for and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? man? We're talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that. And I'm not I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. We're, talk- We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. When you come in the arena and you see me play, you see me play, don't you? Absolutely. You see me give everything I got, right? Absolutely. But we talking about practice right now. But it's an issue that you're coaching. We talking about practice. Man, look, I hear you. I, it's funny to me, too. I, I mean, it's strange, it's strange to me, too. But we talking about practice, man. We're not even talking about the game, the actual game, when it matters. We talking about practice. How the hell can I make my teammates better by practicing? Forever. Hurry, trick three. Punch it in. I got two phones, one for the plug and one for the load. One ring to rule them all. I tell you, if there was a one-on-one, all-time one-on-one tournament, I tell you who I'm betting, James Harden. Because <laughs> he's not going to be the favorite, and he could easily win it. Yeah, but he might be one of the best one-on-one players of all time. But Mike would probably end up winning because <laughs> yeah. nobody mean, could beat Mike or Will. And the thing about Mike is both sides of the ball. Yeah, and I mean he was ferocious 
I mean, on defense just as well on offense. And so when you got somebody like that who's doesn't take a minute off in the game and completely play plays forty eight minutes without any let up, and that's why Mike is who he is.